Welcome to TNT with Teresa Quinlan and Reese Thomas. We are friends from across the pond on a life evolution. We want to bring you topics that challenge your status quo, guests that help you think differently, and nuggets of wisdom that spark being. Being what? You. Authentic you. Today we are welcoming IPEC Williamson. IPEC is a certified insight coach, listener, certified ikigai coach, certified Hoponopono practitioner and blogger. And this is what I've just learned. Hoponopono is a Hawaiian traditional practice of self-forgiveness and reconciliation. So we're pretty excited because that is probably the thread we're gonna pull in our conversation today. So IPEC's journey as an insight coach took over her focus after working for more than two decades as an executive assistant for C-suite leaders of several multinational organizations. She perfectly blends her vast corporate experience with diversified areas of expertise as a coach and mentor. IPEC aims to create a spark in the eyes of everyone she connects with. She also intends to help anyone and any relationship that needs healing and improvement, especially the relationship with oneself. She believes that life is beautiful and everyone deserves to live it to the fullest. And she makes her life's work to touch the lives of as many people as possible, one beautiful soul at a time, to help them create a fulfilling personal life and a thriving career. Welcome to TNT, IPEC. Thank you. Thank you, Teresa and Riz, for having me today. It's a pleasure. Our honor as well. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to dive into this and uh, see how many times we can get Teresa to say, Oh, Pinono. Uh, uh, both of us, yeah. <laughs> How many times we can trip over it? Uh, already twice. I think I've got yeah, my yeah, rhythm. <laughs> yeah, I've got my rhythm. So You're actually, doing good. Thank you. If we can maybe start with, it seems like there's a theme. The theme of insight, listener, ikigai, haponopono. There seems to be a theme here. How did you arrive to this space of these are the methodologies that I want to use to help other people. What, what's the story behind that? At the end of the day, I like to work on things that give me joy. Like I'm using Marie Kondo approach, whatever attracts my attention. And I find out that it's giving me joy. I stick with it. I try to learn more about it and try to spread by sharing it with as many people as possible. My purpose or passion in life is being a guide for others, like a tour guide, if you will. I'd like to take people to a journey to their authentic, vulnerable, raw, and honest self. So I'd like to create a self space for them to express themselves without the fear of being judged. The only emotion I offer to them is unconditional love. I see so much suffering, so much sadness in the world. And if I can help at least a few people's pain in my lifetime, that's good enough a why for me, why I choose these tools, why I work with these tools and why I go and look for even more tools to share and bring hope, happiness, joy to people's lives. Fantastic. Yeah. And um, I wanted to ask, because we've had people on here before who talked about purpose. We've had people even who come on and talk about Ikigai. And so I wanted to know, as I understand both of them and I see how both of them could be very important in helping someone, 
they are seemingly different talking about purpose and talking about self-forgiveness how do you marry them together or is it you, you get certain people who just need help in this area or is it more of a holistic approach it depends, of course, according to the situation or to the person, uh, their circumstances, because in some cases, according to what I get from them, I can tell, yes, they need to work through the ikigai process. Mm. Or when I see some things related with uh, childhood or post-traumatic stress disorders or anything coming from their past, it's mostly ho'oponopono. And sometimes both, because people come with so much to deal with. So sometimes one or two or more tools could be used as a way to help them and get through whatever they have and find a nicer, more sparkly, beautiful life. As coaches, Reese and I also know, when we adopt tools, generally in our own learning, we apply them to ourselves as well. It's why we were interested in the first place, because I got some layers I still need to work through. Mm -hmm. And when you were grabbing for or finding joy in the ikigai, what were you unlocking in yourself? Same with the haponopono. When you were grabbing that one, what were you unlocking in yourself? How did you apply these things to yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, that's so true, uh, Teresa, because yes, I apply everything I learned first on myself. Mm -hmm. For Ho'oponopono, yes, I did apply on myself and I keep applying it. It's a lifelong process because it helps you to revive the inner child. And it's, it's interesting. It has meditations and mantras that you use. And while you do that, you can literally visualize yourself as a little child who starts as sad, down, depressed little child. And the more you practice the meditations and mantras, you start seeing yourself becoming joyful, happy, jumping all over the place child who starts to come alive. For example, Ho'oponopono worked great for me to revive that child in me, connect with that child, find my happiness, find my excitement, creativity. In terms of Ikigai, first I started by reading a book. I got very interested. I took a program so at the end, I have realized that I have my Ikigai. My Ikigai is coaching because Ikigai says your purpose in life that makes you happy is something that you love to do, something that you are good at doing, something that the world needs, and something that will bring you income. I, I look at coaching and I see all four things that is required to get to my Ikigai and it's my Ikigai. There's, there's obviously a process to go through to get there. It is fantastic and wonderful to find your life purpose. And also for Ikigai, I want to add that it doesn't only work for people who don't know what their life purpose is. That helps with people who want to find out their life purpose, but also it helps people who already have an idea 
that what might their life purpose be, but not sure about it. So it's a great way to also confirm that they are on the right path or not, mm -hmm. in which case that takes another path, obviously. Yeah, indeed. For me, it's as much about a self-awareness tool as is about a finding my why purpose kind of pursuit. And my friend Alberto is also a coach in this area. He'd always say, that he says, just, just think about the things that you enjoy during your day and kind of work from there, not trying to find something that you've never done before. Or mm -hmm. It's about noticing the little things that ignite that passion that you've taken for granted because you've been doing it for so long. And I would never recommend <laughs> husbands and wives or vice versa playing that coaching role. It is not not a smart or a effective <laughs> or a useful tool, but in, I was able to say, oh, have you checked out this nice diagram here with the, the Venn pictures and the, the bits in the middle, the quadrants and the mission? And it's like, oh, that sounds interesting. I was like, there you go. <laughs> 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 she was trying to find her uh, her passion. She works in corporate still, so she's trying to sort of escape, but she doesn't have the sort of time to, to really focus on it. I'm like, well, this is quite a good uh, thing to stool with, and it's not me mm -hmm. giving you any uh, advice. So we'll see. I'll come back to you with more updates on that. But I wanted to dig yeah. down a little bit more into the the history, the indigenous wisdom that's behind Ho'oponopono. In particular, we were talking about inner child healing. In the work that I do, that is something that is is important, but often adults who are not necessarily ready to say, oh, that's, that's the root of all my issues. I've got some stuff that happened more recently, you know, that I need to be self-forgiving about or reconciling first before we get all the way back into that really dark, murky waters. I'm wondering how the Hawaiian culture traditions recognize that Riz, it's it's symbolic the inner child is symbolic and it's not only us as a child Ho'oponopono says that our inner child is under pressure not only our lifetimes stresses datas and memories but also our ancestors data and memories I'll, I'll give you a metaphor. It says that you might think yourself as a person and you're looking up and you're seeing a thick cloud. When you start practicing Ho'oponopono, that cloud starts to get thinner, which means that all the data, all the memories that child is crushed underneath gets released and that thick cloud gets thinner and thinner and thinner. And at some point, the sunshine starts to get in through the little holes that starts appearing, which is all those data coming from generations through our DNA is getting cleansed, cleared, released. So that child is symbolic. It represents our ancestors and everything that is coming our way through those generations. So we are responsible of cleaning and cleansing that data so that that child comes back to life. So is the intention behind it like a clean slate? There will never be a clean slate, but, but the closer we get to a clean slate, the better our creativity gets, the better our intuition gets, become alive. It, I mean, you literally see that happening mm -hmm. on yourself when you apply it. And I see it happening on my clients. 
it is quite a fantastic application. Does it have a specific practice, like a tool, like when we talk about emotional intelligence or mindfulness, we might talk mm -hmm. about rain or ruler or any of these kind of things. Can you give us a little bit more of a... Mm -hmm. There are meditations. Meditation is the main thing. And there is a very well-known mantra, obviously. It is, I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. This mantra is something that we repeat all day, every day. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night at night and I keep repeating it until I fall asleep. That's the way you connect with your inner child. What is the meaning of it? Of course, people ask, what is this? I mean, why am I saying it? Who am I saying to? What's the purpose of it? You are saying it to your inner child. I'm sorry, my inner child, that I ne neglected you. I didn't help you cleanse all this data. Please forgive me for not helping you until now. Thank you for being there for me, for letting data and memories go. And I love you. I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you. So we are talking to our inner child when we say this mantra all the time. It totally makes sense. In essence, you're rewiring how you talk to yourself because mm -hmm. outside of that particular language is all the other language that is very destructive to our ability to heal, self-forgive, self-love, acknowledge that we're human and we've made mistakes. Sometimes it's very difficult for people to do that when they find out, oh, this is the practice. This is what, why didn't I know this before? And then they start to shame themselves for not having learned it earlier, known earlier, someone telling them earlier, right? And then another whole layer of pressure is applied in the moment and instance. How do you help people through that piece of avoiding to add pressure during the process? There are two things. One thing is I believe that nothing in life happens untimely. Mm. Everything happening in life or everything coming our way is coming our way at the right time. So if we didn't find out about it until now and we are finding about it now, because that's the right time. That's my approach to anything and everything in life. There is no reason why anybody should feel I should have known this earlier. There is no time. There is now. And whatever is happening now is the right thing. I love that. So powerful. Very similar is when people ask us, um, if you could go back and talk to your 18-year-old self now, what would you well, tell them? And, you know, when I was younger, I would say, oh, I would tell myself X, Y, and Z. Now that I'm a bit older, I would say nothing because the 18-year-old wouldn't have been listening to me. <laughs> and what I want to tell them now, they never would have listened to so yeah. I wouldn't tell them anything. <laughs> I'd just be like, when the time is right, you'll figure it out. Yes. Maybe I'll tell them that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Absolutely. And uh, the second thing I was going to tell you about your question, this is about self-forgiveness anyway. It is the main thing. The best way of forgiving anything in life is starting with forgiving ourselves anyway. I help them go there and bring it out, whatever is needing forgiveness. And there is this thing though, when you start practicing Ho'oponopono, 
it is like shaking water with mud in it. You start getting memories coming and the things that you want to forget coming on surface when you first start practicing it. And it takes one to two months that got water to settle down. So what happens with Ho'oponopono practice is when you start practicing it, at first it gets a little bit difficult. And then you start seeing the benefits, but it takes time. It requires a little bit of patience. That I always tell my clients because they say, okay, so I started saying this mantra. I'm saying it a thousand times a day, but nothing is happening. What's going on? Or I'm feeling even worse. You need to continue. You need to trust the process and continue. And you will start seeing the effects. It's going to take time, but you will. Yeah, so true. Patience and commitment. Get over that hard bit first and enjoy what comes. So two things. You mentioned a few things that you do. One was about reconciliation. So when I think about I think about that with another person, not necessarily with myself. So does this have applications beyond the self-forgiveness? Yes. First, you start with yourself. First, we work on ourselves. And then we are strong enough to tackle the reconciliations with other people, the forgiving of other people, what they did to us, what did we learn from it, what are the positives, how can I turn it to positive, and how can I let it go? Because there are some things that so very difficult to forgive. And they ask me, how can I ever be able to forgive that person? Then I say, don't try to forgive them. Just let free, let it go. Just remove it from your thinking so that it doesn't affect your life anymore. Yeah, so the idea that suffering comes from attachment and it isn't necessarily the actual experience or the act, all those things that happened and maybe reliving them prior, but it's that attachment to that. And Mm -hmm. as you rightly said, being able to let go of that will help you free from reliving whatever it might be. So you're not actually trying to fix what happened. You're just trying to let go of the feeling that everything was attached to that. So the next bit was going to be, which you kind of answered maybe already was, you know, once you've gone through this process, uh, I'm imagining being one of your clients, I've gone through this, this hard work, I've gone deep into the murky waters and the clouds are lifting and the sun is coming through. What will be the next of the sun coming? Yes. (laughs) When the sun starts to shine, new ideas come, new goals appear, new projects born. What happens is, As soon as we're done with ourselves, we are happy, good, content. We are connected. Then outside opportunities come. Then we can focus on where we can go from here. What else we can do? How can we grow? What else can we accomplish? Let's write a book. Let's start a business. Let's do this, do that. Think of it as Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Our first need is to be peaceful in ourselves. When we establish that, then sky is not the limit. (laughs) Because I don't like that word. Uh, They say sky is the limit. Well, for Elon Musk, it wasn't the limit. 
I also unless, imagine, unless you you decide that it's a limit. Put it there. Yeah. I also imagine just like Maslow's hierarchy, you don't need full completion of one level of need in order to start expanding Absolutely. or seeking fulfillment in other areas. And so as this process begins, as the pressure starts to lighten, creativity is replacing the place where the pressure used to exist. And so ideas start to formulate throughout the process. It's not like I got to wait till I get to a certain level of clarity. Absolutely. And then I'll be just the starting of it. Sometimes just the decision in the first session. I know sometimes in the first session, the person's like, oh my God, I gained so much out of one conversation because they finally had the space to actually talk about it think about it, give time and attention to it. And just that little spark, that little slit in the clouds has now opened up something they hadn't ever seen before, which is so exciting to be able to think about. You don't have to have the whole staircase coverage. You just got to start taking the first step and the benefits will begin from there as well as the uphill climb. <laughs> Absolutely. When conversation or relationship starts that way from the first session, then it gets so exciting. You cannot even imagine what you can accomplish together. Mm -hmm. um, before we run out of time, if you're happy to, I know you shared this with us, the, the mantra that everyone knows. Is there something that our listeners practice that everyone can get an experience of what they do? The, the main thing I share with my clients is meditation, connecting with inner child meditation. We do that together and we listen to it together. I'm sorry, please forgive me. I love you. Thank you, mantra, for them to repeat all the time. Other than that, we have some writing exercises, some uh, journaling exercises uh, related with forgiveness. In general, this is mainly meditation-based and uh, journaling-based. All right. So we always like to ask our guests if they would share a, an important last sort of golden nugget with our listeners to help them go from just thinking differently to doing differently to being differently. And, and we all know doing this kind of work, how much of an impact something small can make. Mm -hmm. I know you've shared quite a bit already. Uh, is there any last thought you would like our listeners to, to take away? Well, I would like to say about connecting with themselves, everybody is unique and everybody has a gift. Just find your gift and bring it to life and make it bigger, as big as you can make. I just want to share, I love that so much in acknowledging that the pursuit of this or the time invested in this, your worth is. Basically what you're saying is like, you are worth investing the time and energy into doing this and figuring out what this is. It's not time wasted. Never. Time spent on self is never a waste. Yeah. Right. How can people find out more about you? How can they connect with you? And do you have any sort of new products or anything on the horizon that you want to, you'd like to share with our listeners? Mm -hmm. Everybody can connect with me on uh, LinkedIn. Also, I have my website, ipekwilliamsoncoaching.com. And also, I am part of a team of corporate wellness consultants, Happy Work Environment. I'm the program director there, too. So we have a website for that. I'm on social media everywhere. So I'm quite reachable. Google me. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. 
All right, right now down to the nitty gritty rapid fire Q and A. Five questions. Ooh. Okay. What was on your heart or head or wherever? Um, are you ready? Yes. Okay. That's just weird. Or wherever. That's just weird. <laughs> okay. Well, so we always used to say heart, and then we like, and you said head, and I was like, oh, you know, or wherever, <laughs> wherever it comes from, you know, you've got your kinesiology, you know, it's not just all about here or here. I love that. Other parts that you could get the feeling from. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> which emotion catches you off guard most often? Fear. Okay, and what do you do to regulate that emotion in the moment? Well, breathing and meditation. Um, what is next on your own personal evolution? Working with more clients. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, when your best friend is having a meltdown, what do you say to them? I'm here for you. Uh, and then finally, in this moment, what are you most looking forward to or most hopeful for? I'm hopeful for a world free of pandemic. Mm. Yes. have a moment with that yes indeed <laughs> thank you so much it's been a real pleasure we've loved getting to know you and also the practices of Ho'oponopono I think it's a very important practice that some people might listen to and think oh not might not think anything of it but mm -hmm. we all know that these are like the small steps that open up these huge things as you were talking about the idea of what you do I was picturing a sort of canvas and then like a little mm -hmm. pinhole behind it you, you can't see anything but there's this glorious beautiful picture mm -hmm. behind it and a few small pinholes suddenly start to make everything seem more possible so thank you very much for sharing what you do and for being a guest on the show today thank you it's a big pleasure for me to be with you guys i will be taking with me what you said at the very beginning your joy approach whatever grabs your attention and brings you joy you spend time in and then you teach others and guide others and I just think, yes, that's a great way to discover the self, invest in the self and give back to others. What a nice circle. Mm -hmm. Just beautiful. Thank you so much, IPEC. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of TNT. Please share, subscribe, rate and review. And when you're ready for your personal evolution, check out Reese at trueselfcoaching.com. And for your emotional intelligence revolution, check out Teresa at iqeqtq.com.